It's time for the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Tanner Hoops with you as we talk with all five coaches around Marquette County as we head into week six of the high school football season in the great state of Michigan. And as always, we'll start with Westwood head coach Scott Sergula, his team getting set to travel up to the Copper Country and take on Hancock. Well, Coach, coming off a 52-19 win over Manistique, you know, they were a team that was in every game right to the end, and you gave them the first blowout of the year. How much momentum do you have going into week six after last week? Well, uh, you know, Manistique's a good football team. I, you know, their uh, record doesn't quite indicate how, how good of a football team that is. I was proud of our kids. I thought we came out of the gate pretty well, um, you know. But we were able to take advantage of some things, you know, that when they wanted to try to stop, uh, you know, our our passing game. Uh, they brought number 11 outside, and he was going, you know, out with uh, – the receivers out there a little bit and and so we were able to kind of establish a little bit of a running game and then once that started working they abandoned you know the pass so then we were able to get a couple of passes here and there so we were able to take advantage of a, of a few things and uh come out with a victory and and uh, i was happy all the kids came out of the gate and um you know we get back on the winning side of things at three and two we got two in a row now and um you know we're we're in a fight for our playoff lives well, Coach, they had a couple of big plays in the first half. You tweaked some stuff defensively at halftime. They had one big play in the second half. But for the most part, your guys were able to hold them in check. Where do you feel your defense is at this point in the season? Yeah, you know, Anderson had 140 yards rushing. Um, I think uh, 130 of them were on two plays. I uh, had a 70-yarder and a 60-yarder or something like that. And, you know, but that's... One, that's the, the player that he is, that what he's capable of. He, he's a, a very good football player. He's a big, strong kid. He's really fast. He runs hard. Um, you know, and for the most part, we were able to keep him in check and made a little bit of an adjustment at halftime. And, um, you know, and then uh, I wasn't happy with our pass coverage. Uh, you know, I thought we gave up some passes that we, we shouldn't have given up. Um you know, we worked really hard this week because we have a tall task ahead of us uh, in Hancock's passing game. Uh, so it, it's going to be a it's going to be a tough go of it this week. Well, offensively, Todd Kangas, head coach at Manistique, would talk about how hard it is to scheme against a team like yours, where you have so many weapons and you distributed the football really well on Friday night. Is that something that you feel you can consistently bring to the table over and over? Yeah, we're, you know, there's, you know, we always want you always want to try to stay a step ahead, you know, let, you know, you, you kind of have to visualize Hancock, you know, they're watching that film in the Ishmael game and, uh, you know, and they're trying to prepare the best way they know how to stop us and what are they going to try to stop and how they're going to adjust. And, you know, it's a little bit of a cat and mouse game. And, and, you know, that's the fun part of coaching too is, is trying to, uh, play that chess game a little bit. And, you know, Todd and I were playing that chess game on, last Friday and you know he was moving guys around and I was moving guys around and um you know that's kind of who we are a little bit you know it, it I think uh coach Sergio of years past would want to just kind of line up and rock them sock them and run ice and slant at them and um you know we still do that but uh I always say you know if I have some weapons on the outside and have a little bit of speed you know you, you look at somebody like Mason Mariuta who's really come along uh kind of came out of his shell in the Ishpeming game I uh, didn't have a lot of receiving yards, but I tell you what, the five catches he had were very five big ones. And uh very sure-handed receiver. Not the fastest kid in the world, but he runs really good routes. He's a great, great kid. He's coachable, uh, does anything you ask. Um, you know, and uh, Chad Pullman, of course, with his uh, dynamic ability and athletic ability, um, you know, brings brings a lot to the table as well. And, you know, and then you look at our backfield, um you know, you have, uh, you know, with Delangelo, um, you know, and you throw uh, Garrett Mann in there, you throw Eric Anderson in there, uh, you know, and so we do we do have some weapons. And, uh, you know, um, I, I personally think that we still got one or more two that aren't on the table yet that we can use, and, and uh, we're going to start to use those guys too uh, down the road here. And, um, you know, but I, personally I think it starts with our defense and, uh uh, we have to shore up our passing um, coverage in defense. And I'll tell you what, it, it, if we don't do it this week, it's not for, for lack of trying. Um, we really focused on it this week. And, you know, we have the kids back there uh, that are able 
athletically to make the plays. Um, we're just not doing all, everything we're coached to all the time and taking the best angles. So we really worked on trying to take some good angles this week and uh, putting ourselves in a position to be successful back there. Coach, how about your offensive line play? They seem like they continue to get better every week. Do they still have another step forward they can take, or is this about where they should be for week six? Yeah, personally, you know, I thought actually this week in practice, uh, by doing a couple of things that we're doing, I thought they did take a step uh, in the right direction. Um, we're, we're not the biggest. Everybody knows that. Um, but we come off the ball really well. Um, I Personally, I think... We can be a little bit more disciplined up front, uh, just staying in our technique, you know, and our, our line coach, Coach Wilson, and he'll tell you the same thing, you know, and we want to we wanna try to do it every single play, come off the ball, and even if their D-line is standing up, uh, we can't be standing up with those kids because we're not as big as strong as them, as they are. And uh, so we got to try to stay in our technique, keep snapping off the ball, uh, stay in a good fit position, and uh, get after it. Well, Coach, let's talk about Hancock, your opponent for Friday night. New coaching staff up there. Is the scheme any different than it has been in years past? Yeah, it's uh, offensively, it's a little bit different. But they're, you know, last year they were no huddle. Kind of the quarterback would check at the line, and it it was kind of a different offense. He would run one play to one side, but if he didn't want to run that, he could fake that play and run at something else, and. Um, you know, we kind of figured that out last year, and we were able to uh, stop them early on and take advantage of some things and kind of um, get kind of a lead uh, last year. And um, But they were young. They were, like, young last year, a lot of, a lot of juniors, a lot of sophomores, uh, and all those kids are juniors and seniors this year. They're, they're, a, they're a darn good football team. Um, you know, they offensively, pro-style offense, you know, we, we call the pro set, and, you know, they'll do some twins and, uh, you know, they're, they're running some toss and ice and they're blocking schemes up front. They got a couple of different blocking schemes that, uh, that worry me. Um, and then you have to add in their passing game, you know, now 14, um, uh, Solani, the younger one was their wide receiver last year. Well, now this year, you know, he's their tailback and he's big, strong, and he's really fast and he can, has great vision. He makes really good cuts. Uh, so we got a we got a tough task ahead of us, and um, they have really good receivers. They got number twenty six. He's really tall, fast. Uh, they got a sophomore that's a receiver there too. That's really fast, and a couple other kids. Um, and they, of course, they have the older Solani, that quarterback, who's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the UP. So uh, we we got to try to stop all that, and uh, we've been working on it this week. How about up front, coach? Anything stick out to you from Hancock in the trenches? Oh, yeah, they're huge. They have two big tackles. Their center's good. Um, you know, their guards, uh, well, it, they take their tackles sometimes and they put them at the guard position while they pull those guys. Uh, you know, they're 250, 260, 270-pound linemen, uh, and they're moving. They can move. Uh, and their D-line is, is uh, just as good. They come off the ball well. Uh, they got good linebackers. They get after it. Uh, you know, they're, four, they're, they're fullback, too. You know, he's probably not mentioned by a lot of people. He's a uh, linebacker for him, but even at fullback, he's a great blocker, and when he gets the ball, he runs really hard, and he's got good speed. And uh, so they, they got some weapons that we're going to have to try to stop. How about defensively? What kind of scheme will they run? Uh, they've been in a 50 and a 40 this year. Um, uh, you know, we're, we're preparing for both. Um, early on in the season, it seemed like they ran a little bit more 40. Uh, certain instances, you can try to get them into a 40. Um, you know, that's what we thought. But then we saw the Munising game. Um, and Munising's, when they went spread, should have put them in a 40. They just stayed in their 50. So uh, we're not sure what we're going to get. It's either going to be a 40 or 50. We've been uh, preparing for it all week, uh, both defenses. And uh, kids have been pretty receptive to it and responsive. And, you know, it's, uh, you know we don't. It may look like we run a lot of plays, but we really don't. Um, you know, we're going to try to run our ice and slant, and um, you know, but at the same time, we got a few pass plays in there to try to distribute the ball. And um, you know, it, uh, our offense is pretty simple. We got to, we, we it starts up front. We got to know who to block. Got to know our alignment and assignment, and get after it. Coach, looking at their starters, it looks like they've got a lot of kids that just play one way, or at least start one way. Is depth one of their advantages? Yeah, I think it could be. Um, 
you know, they, they have done that in the past. Uh, that's kind of been a, you know, we've only, I've only played Hancock. Uh, this will be the second time in my career. Um, you know, but they did that last year too, but they started to get away from that a little bit more. Uh, last year, as the season went on, by the time we played them, they had more just one-way starters. Um, you know, so not quite sure uh, what they're going to do uh, against us, if they're going to keep it that way, and you know, things like that. So, it, um, uh, you know, if our kids ain't in shape by now, well, it, we're not in shape. So uh, I think we'll be okay. The game's played at Finlandia University. The turf field, does that force you to prepare any differently than a grass surface? No, it's just you know they they have speed. I I would I would think that this team up to this point, um, you know Iron Mountain was actually fairly fast too. Uh, Calumet was fast. Um, Hancock's right up there, uh, right up there with their speed. So playing on turf, it doesn't help or hurt us per se because we have speed as well. Uh, you just hope that you know your speed is faster than their speed. So it um, I, I don't see any difference in it. Scott Sergil is the head football coach at Westwood. His team taking on Hancock in week six. Appreciate the time as always, Serge. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks a lot. Westwood Athletics on ESPN-UP. Tanner Hoops with you. Earlier this week, the Westwood Patriot girls tennis team captured their fourth consecutive UP championship, and we're joined by head coach Sarah Massey. Coach, I appreciate you taking the time. Congrats to you and your girls on another amazing season. Has it sunk in yet? Thank you. Um, I I think so. I mean, it's really exciting for the girls that um, they get to end the season on this note, especially the great group of seniors that we have. Um, I've worked with some of those girls since they were in middle school, and I think just seeing all their hard work pay off and the way that they wanted to is really exciting. Well, coming into this year, you knew Westwood would have high expectations. Taking over the program, did you feel like that there was some pressure on you to live up to that, or what was your mindset going into the year? Um, a little bit. I think um, it helped that when I was in college, I helped Chris out when he was still the head coach, and so it wasn't like I was jumping into something I wasn't familiar with. So playing for him and then working with him, I, I knew what the expectations of the program were, and then having him as my assistant, I knew, you know, if I ever needed advice or wanted to run things by him and that kind of stuff, we had a good working relationship. So I wasn't too worried about that. But, I mean, for the for the girls' sake, I just wanted to make sure that we could get them where um, they needed to be for this time of the season. Well, tell me about Coach Jackson and your relationship with him. He's been with the program for a long time. It's been very successful under him. Tell me what it's been like to be coached by him and then coach with him. Um, it's been great. I mean, he started out as my eighth grade science teacher and freshman year. Um, I spent all four years of my high school career on the varsity team with him being my coach. And I think then we just started the relationship because I was, um, eager, I guess, to spend that extra time and those extra hours with him feeding me balls and getting to be the best that I could be. And then in college, like, I don't want this to be done, um, so I just chose to kind of volunteer when I could to help out with the program. And through that, he's all through high school, I guess, he kind of um, taught me how to coach and how to do different aspects of that. And now it's turned into, you know, we have a good partnership in that area where we both have knowledge in different areas. But he's a great um, consultant and helper. And he's always willing to give me advice but also let me do what I'd like with the program. Well, Coach, tell me about some of your individual players, where they were in the lineup, and some of the accolades they garnered this year. Um, <clears throat> our seniors, we have Maddie Koski and Tessa Lee, who are at one and two singles, which they've been there for a few years now. So that experience definitely helped them out yesterday and last week in the MPCs. Um, both of them earned all UP first team this year. And then over on the double side, we have. Carly Patron and Caitlin Angela were our one doubles players. Um, they're also all UP first team. And Ellie Miller and Megan Johnson was our two doubles. Um, one and two doubles were runner-up, but they both ended up on the all UP teams just because they had such an awesome season. Coach, tell me about some of your regular season matches and when you started to realize how good the team you had really could be. I think, you know, right when we started off the year Nagani was our first match and 
Nagani had won the MPC conference. I think the last time Westwood won was 2011. Might be a year or two off on that, but it was close to around then. Um, we had tied them one year since then, but pretty much Nagani had been dominant. So that first match when we came out and we beat them 5-3, it was like, okay, we, we could do this, but they could also do this. So we kind of had that, you, we know we're right there, but when we came into MPCs last Thursday, it could have gone either direction depending on who brought their A game that day. Was there any aspect of the fundamentals throughout the year, whether it be serves, volleying, what have you, where you felt like you grew the most as a team? Um, I think for this team, the biggest battle was just themselves. Um, I think they had those high expectations for themselves, so it wasn't the it wasn't as much the technical stuff as it was making sure our emotions were in check when we're on the court and when you're in the middle of the match and when you're winning, it's easy to make sure your emotions are in check. But when you're losing, um, being able to forget the last point and move on to the next, just a lot of the mental toughness, I guess, with um, and with having an experienced squad was easier than some years, but it also still presented challenges because they did have the pressure of we know that we could win. So I think it wasn't as much the technical aspect of it as it was just battling their mind and their emotions and worrying about the things that they can control during a match. Talking with Sarah Massey, Westwood High School girls tennis coach, her team winning the MPCs last week and then earlier this week capturing the UP Finals Championship. Coach, let's go back to last week. Tell me about the MPCs, the tournament format for those of our listeners who might not know and how that day went for you. Um, the MPC has five teams in it. So the day the day ended up with a Westwood-Nagani final so it was basically a dual meet between Westwood and Nagani, um, and we ended up winning six of the eight flights. Well, Coach, let's go to the UP finals earlier this week. Tell me about that tournament format for our listeners who may not know and how that day went for you. Format of the UP finals, we have seven teams in um, the MPC or in the UP, excuse me. Um, so we lose Nagani, but we added Munising, West Iron, and Ironwood. So there's seven teams total. Um, the first seed gets the bye, and then everybody else plays um, up to three matches for the day. And, again, we won six of the eight flights yesterday. So is it like a dual format, or do you have individual players in a bracket, or how does that work? So every flight, all the one singles players are in a bracket, all the two singles players are in a bracket, um, etc. through four singles. And then it's the same thing on the double side. All the one doubles are in a bracket, two doubles are in a bracket. So there's one... Um, group from each team in each bracket. Can a player play in both the singles or doubles tournament, or is that a little bit of situational, some coaching, what happened? No, they, they either play singles or doubles. So we have 12 total people on the team. We have four singles players that are ranked in order of ability, and then we have four doubles teams that are ranked in order of ability. And you play the matching rankings from the other teams. Did it start to become apparent fairly early in the day at UPs that you guys were going to claim the title, or at what point did you start to realize that we've got this, we clinched? I think when everybody won those second-round matches and we were in every final, um, just looking around and seeing that there wasn't, like at NPCs it was, okay, we're in every final, but Nagani's also in every final, so it could still go either way. Um, but once I saw we were in every final and the other the people we were playing was kind of mixed up, I had an idea We've got to be getting close here, and then girls started walking off with victories. So, what was your message to the team after the tournament ended? Awesome season, I guess. Uh, they were so much fun to coach. Um, such a great group of girls, and I think they all, on and off the court, are just great kids. Um, a lot of fun to coach. They're always laughing, always having fun, and I think they learn a lot about themselves, being that it's a uh, individual sport so it um that transfers to a team sport but you win as a team through your individual success so i think a lot of those um character traits that they developed over the past four years will help them with everything so i just kind of thank them for the awesome season and being who they are and ask you know you always want to ask the younger players keep giving back to the program so we can continue this type of success yeah, four straight UP Finals championships. Now tell me about the direction that Westwood Girls Tennis is going as a program. As a program, I mean, we're doing well. This year, 
we're going to lose a handful of players. I think we have five seniors that were in the varsity lineup, and um, <clears throat> they were all playing one or two. So filling those spots, I think, is um, a challenge but an opportunity for some of our younger players or our players that have been playing under them and also a chance for um, our JV team to step up, which I think we have a lot of girls that are ready for that. This year we had almost 40 girls out. I think it was like 36 or something like that. Um, so there's opportunity coming in next year for those girls to fill those spots and hopefully keep our numbers good. You know, we're strong because we have the depth that we do. Um, so keeping that depth is really important to us. Yeah, how did your JV season end up? Um, they did well. You know, at the JV level, we work a lot on fundamentals and so we, we kind of section them into groups as to what their strengths are and what they need to improve on and work on. So we focus on practice, practice, practice. Um, we're trying to throw a couple of fun meets in there just to um, keep them around and let them know, you know, this is this is what we're working for, but we got to practice um, and make sure we have our fundamentals down before we're putting them to the test in the meet and also challenging our varsity players for their spots. So I think the girls have a lot of fun, um, and they also get that experience of getting to play other schools but also challenging each other within our lineup. Coach, how about for any middle schoolers or young students, incoming players for the program, how would they go about getting involved if they were interested in joining once they got to high school? Um, we have our summer program. Um, that's uh, We do a week-long camp in the summer. Um, this next spring we might see if we can try to get something in the works to get some middle schoolers a little more exposed so that their freshman year isn't their first exposure to tennis. But for sure we always run our summer week-long tennis camp for boys and girls and hopefully this year and the next couple of years we'll also have um a larger thing that middle schoolers can get um a little more committed to and get more exposure to the sport sarah massey is the head girls tennis coach at westwood high school her team capturing their fourth straight up tennis championship earlier this week appreciate the time as always coach congrats on a great season we'll talk again soon all right, thank you. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. At Eagle Mine, their competitive advantage is directly related to the caliber of their people. They attract, develop, and reward people who have the passion to make a significant contribution to the continued growth of their business. They don't just work here. They live here. They raise their families here. More than 75% of their people were born and raised in the Upper Peninsula, and they are proud to still call it home. If you would like to be a part of a team that is redefining the way the mining industry protects the environment, safeguards its people, and strives to be the best community partner, they encourage you to explore their job opening opportunities by visiting eaglemine.com forward slash careers. I'm Tom Farley from the Bjorken Zalke Funeral Home. The student-athletes in our area are second to none. They spend their days in the classroom preparing for their futures and compete after school in their sports with a high level of talent and effort. Each year there is a new set of athletes. We watch as they grow and develop and represent their schools and communities. When you see them on the street, let them know you appreciate their efforts. The Bjorken Zalke Funeral Home is standing on the sideline with great admiration for what you do. Join us ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the SPNUP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwen Mildentowner football with head coach Dion Brown. His team getting set to take on Ishpeming in week six. Coach, I tell you what, going back to last week, one you were in right up till the very end, but give me your overall thoughts on last week's 28-24 loss at Houghton. Uh, just one of those games where we executed uh, the first half pretty well. Uh, we still had some drop passes. Uh, third quarter played a uh, tremendous third quarter. Fourth quarter, uh, we had the lead, had the ball, 
uh, great drive we put on, got a touchdown call back with about four minutes left. That would have put us up two scores and just found another way to lose another game. What do you like about your offense and how they're playing right now? Offense is playing good because we got all the all the uh, all the calls and everything. The line has been blocking uh, tremendous. Uh, the running backs, my running backs, are a little bit banged up, so I've been kind of trying to rotate Blaine Bridges and Taquan Stearns in there, but they both got, I think, ankle injuries, and one got a, a little knee that's been bothering them all year. So kind of in a rotation, but the receivers. They're running good routes. Uh, Caleb is throwing the ball good. So I've been impressed with the offense. It's just the mistakes that's just been killing us. On the defensive side of the ball, what's something you've liked so far? What's something you want to get better at? Uh, just getting better with the young guys that are just reading, like, reading the key better. And that's been something that we've been struggling with all year. So we got four games to fix that and, you know, all season to fix it. But I've been very impressed with our, uh, with our, uh, tackling of up front, since the change that we had with the linemen, I've been impressed with um, the way the secondary has been covering on the back end pretty good. So I've been a couple little things here and there that I found that I like, but it's also been a challenge that we've been giving up so many big plays from our outside linebacker spot because they're standing, staring in the backfield and uh, not reading the keys. What's practice look like this week gearing up for Ishpeman? It's been, it's, been, it's been real good. Uh, that's one thing I can say. You know, we on five, but we feel like we we've been in we've been in every single game, and these kids know that, and they still hungry for a win. We only got what about three seniors on the roster, so uh, we got to just try to finish strong. And practice has been great. Everybody's been in practice. Everybody's been there. Uh, our coach has been there. Uh, practice has been going the same way it's been going. Just the first day or two a day, so no problem there at all. Well, like you mentioned, you've got a pretty young team. A lot of your guys will come back next year. For your three seniors, though, knowing this is their last ride, how are they feeling about it? Are they just looking to finish strong at this point, or what's their attitude? Yeah, yeah they, they, they attitude has been, been great. They look looking to finish strong, like you said, uh, and they kind of disappointed, you know, especially Anderson, because, you know, coming into this season, um, that was the one goal that we had was to make the playoffs. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer that you didn't, you got eliminated after five games because you haven't won a game. But at the end of the day, you know, he's been playing hard. They all been playing hard. Uh, they just, it's life, you know, sometimes life throws, throws your curveball in there. And that's what happened to us this year. So, but, you know, no, nobody's been down or anything and quitting or anything like that. We still, being positive and feel like we could just got to win go one game at a time. Well, Dion Ishpeming this weekend, a big rivalry for you guys. Before we talk about the matchup itself, tell me about the Gwyn Ishpeming rivalry, what that means to the community. Oh, it really ain't, it really ain't been no rivalry. It's, just, uh, it's Gwyn Ishpeming. We, a lot of those guys know each other, um, really good friends. Like uh, Chase moved over, over there, and he was a Gwyn kid. All the way through his sophomore year, the family moved. Uh, Kulik moved there last year, you know, got. But kids are really good friends. They always texting each other back and forth. Uh, you know, of course, I coached there for five years. Uh, really ain't been no rivalry, uh, but they got some really talented linemen. Like, their linemen are the best I've seen in a long time. Uh, so we got our work cut out for us. But at the end of the day, um, we just got to go out there and be very competitive. You know, we can't give them no big plays, especially in the running game. You tell us what they want to run, they want to run ice, they want to run slant, ice blast, and, you know, to try to set up some type of play action. But we've been doing a pretty good job on a run, so hopefully we could just crowd the box and give them all we got. Scheme-wise, they've run the same thing for many years now. Do you expect that to be the same despite a couple of losses for them in their last two games? Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, this is probably one of those games they're going to try to get well, but uh, we up for the challenge. That's one thing about us. You know, like I was telling you, we've been in every ball game the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. So we're going to be right there. we got five firepower to stay with any team in this conference. So our biggest thing is just we don't execute well. So we'll be in this ball game. That's I'm not worrying about that. 
my biggest thing is just tackling auto. We got to be able to day tackle auto. We got to be able to get to the ball. How about defensively? What does Ishpeming bring to the table? Oh, they can run a 40, 43 look with two high safeties sometimes. Um, we just want to try to get our receivers one on one with those, with those uh, corners and those safeties. I think that's a big disadvantage, a big advantage for us. Because if we can get one on one with our young guys and, and open space against those guys, I think we'll be a long night for them. Deion Brown is a head football coach at Gwynn, his team taking on Ishpeming in week six. Appreciate the time as always, Deion. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. More after this on ESPN UP. Your business is unlike any other. That's why at MBank, our business banking team works with you one-on-one to design personalized savings and lending solutions for your business's unique needs. We're here to help your business run efficiently today and build for an even stronger tomorrow. Set your business up for success with MBank. We're here to help you find the right solution. MBank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani minor football with head coach Paul Jacobson. His team, 3-2, and two, coming off a big win over Ishpeming on homecoming, getting set to take on the Lions Purple Hornets this evening. Well, Coach, I tell you what, going back to last week, always good to beat Ishpeming, a big rivalry for your guys. Do you feel like you've carried that momentum into week six? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, we got to make sure that, that we don't keep writing our press clippings and that we, uh, we, 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 we turn our focus over to the next game at hand, which is Lions. Um, you know, looking back though, I think our performance, you know, we, we really, uh, you know, with the injuries and uh, adversity that we faced this year, we've really kind of come full circle and, and we got some kids now that are playing up expectations and, uh, yeah, I like where we're at as a football team and we're looking forward to, uh, our next contest with Lance. Well, coach, I know we touched on it a little bit last week, but some really nice individual performances for your guys last week. Jason Waterman, you said he really seemed to come into his own and play to his full potential. And then Eric Salmonen with a big week. If you could speak to those guys and what they bring to your program. Well, you know, you talk about heart and dedication and determination. Uh, Eric Salmonen's been with us now for three years uh, as primarily a kicker. Um, he was cleared by his uh, physician at University of Michigan, uh, Man, about a week and a half ago, I uh, came back. We talked with his parents. His parents gave us the green light to let him actually uh, play. I mean, he's been kicking for us for, like I said, since he was a sophomore. So he, but he wasn't really cleared for contact. Um, so he's just a in a kicking role. Um, so we get cleared and and and, and to bring his athleticism on the field. Uh, you know, we needed that little extra, especially with Drew Shane being out of the lineup now. That little extra um, burst on the edge of speed, um, you know, really helped us out and. And Jason, you know, with with uh, with the amount of injuries we've had, and um, the players not in the lineup, uh, you know, he's he's really, I think, took it upon himself to, um, you know, to really uh, carry this team, you know, and um, put him on his shoulders, and you know, we're gonna go where he goes, and uh, you know, yeah, those two guys really were uh, were the difference makers in that game Friday night. Well, coach, three straight wins for your team. Where do you feel like your team is now, as compared to the first couple of games of the season? Night <laughs> and day, um, you know, you. You can't, you know, we're, we're still without, um, you know, four senior two-way starters that have been with us for three years, and, and that's tough. And you don't replace those guys. You don't replace, you know, Drew Deshane, Eric Etlamacki, Leo Helpy, and, and Bryce Jarvey. Um, you know, we got Alex Munson back last week. Um, you know, we got a couple other guys that, that were uh, getting healthy again. So um, you look at where, where to start the season where we are now. It's uh, you, you know, never would I never would have predicted this, but. Um, I, I think we're in, a, we're in a good place in that we got some kids that are now assuming roles that they might not have early in the year. And, um, you know, they're really uh, they're 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 stepping up and taking ownership and taking leadership within this team. Losing the guys that you have due to injury was it a transition period for some of the guys trying to get that next man up mentality, or was it pretty easy? No, no, it was uh, <laughs> different for sure. You know, we uh, like you said. You know, we're relying on some guys now that may, might not have been in a picture um, early on in the season. You know, just getting some reps as a, as a backup. Uh, you know, some young guys that, that uh, you know, may not have saw themselves in a, 
in a starting role, and, and all of a sudden now they're here. And but now you know we we're, we're getting experience, we're getting confidence uh, at some of these positions, and uh, and, and it shows in the field. Well, coach, let's talk about week six. How'd this week in practice go? Was it same old, same old, or you throw something new in there? No, it was good. You know, we uh, we rolled up our sleeves a little bit and, and made sure that we're, our focus didn't didn't stay on on where we were, and we, we kept uh, you know kept uh, reiterating with our kids that you know our, our next important game, our, our most important game is the next game. You know, you can't you can't read your press clippings, you can't live in the past. You have to make sure you uh, you prepare for the future. And uh, you know, we started that right off on Monday and. Um, like the kids' attitude this week, and, and, and it's fresh. And um, you know, I just I like that we could practice in the preparation. Coach, tell me about Lots. What are you expecting from them tonight? You know, they got to bring back a lot of seniors. A lot of the kids that we saw in the field last year are back again this year. Um, you know, they got a, a pretty solid, pretty solid tailback and in, in Dowd, uh, Jonah Dowd. Uh, I think he's pretty athletic. Um, you know, and they bring some other kids to the table with uh, with uh, Jacobson. Uh, he's one of their big receivers, and um, Tanner Lane coming off from the, from the tailback position. So, um, like I said, they're 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 very senior laden. Um, I think they're pretty athletic and they're decent up front. What kind of scheme do they run offensively? You know, it's it, it's pretty basic. They like to hit, they like to hit you. Um, you know, uh, uh, up front. Um, it's nothing like uh, like we've been used to with Ishmael last you know last week. But um, what they do, they do well. You know, um, you know they come downhill and they'll utilize the fullback pretty well. Especially you know, on the weak side, and uh, they said they want to give the ball to, to Jonah Dowd, who I think is a good playmaker, and get him out in space. What is it about Dowd that makes him so dynamic? Is it size, <laughs> speed, what have you? No, he's uh, you know he's pretty big, he's six feet, one sixty-five, and I think he's uh, he's got some good, he's got a good burst. Uh, he accelerates well. And he's a pretty good athlete. So um, open field is hard to bring down. You have to make sure that. Uh, you know that we're, uh, we're 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 using proper tackling technique on him and and getting him to the ground and making sure that we're we're getting the ball as a as a whole defensively. You mentioned they have some size up front. Do they have speed on that offense as well? You know, up front, you know, you, you do with. Uh, I think you have a, a his name is Stockton. He played last year. Um, you know, he's six one two fifteen. He's probably their best lineman. Um, you know, he's pretty technically sound. Um, comes off the ball real low and. Um, you know they like to move him around a little bit where, where they're uh, you know where they're running, and, and the guards you know they pull they pull pull quite a bit, and um, you know they're quick and athletic guards, and uh, they get out in front of the play and and uh, you know create havoc for us. How about defensively, coach? Because that's where it looks like Lance has really thrived this year. You know we'll see. They've had some good games defensively. Um, you know they want to keep things in front of them. Uh, they run a similar similar front to what we do at times. Um, but what they want to do is keep them, you know, keep keep everything in towards center, and then use their athleticism to run the football. So they've they've had success this year, and you know, hopefully we have, hopefully we have a good scheme to be able to move the ball against them. Are they a team that brings pressure every now and again? Nah, they will. When, when you start moving the ball, they'll bring they'll bring some pressure inside. But for the most part, they want to keep everything in front of them and run the football. Do they throw a few different looks at you? Or is it pretty much just a base package? Well, we'll see. You know, that's what you, that we that's what you scout for, right? And prepare for um, you know we we saw some different things on them last year. Um, you always try to anticipate what they're going to do and, and, and make changes. But you know we've we're in week six now, and um, you know I, I think we've seen pretty much every front that we're going to see for the rest of the year already and prepared for it. So hopefully that you know we can make some adjustments quick if they do have to change fronts on us. Well, coach, what's the biggest key to a victory tonight against the Lots? What do you guys need to do? You know, I, you know, I kind of said it last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. You know, our biggest thing is that we need to play good assignment football on both sides of football, offensively and defensively, and, and not make mistakes and just get people in the right spots. Coach, lastly, can you give me an update on the lower levels of your program, the JVs, the middle school getting full swing, what have you? Yeah, no, we were happy this week. We had a good scrimmage against Westwood up in Westwood this week, middle school-wise, and um, you know, watching those young kids develop is fantastic. You know, we have... Uh, Man, I bet you 120 kids uh, play football on Saturday mornings through, through sixth grade. So um, it's fun to watch those kids run around and, and have success and have some fun playing the game. Um, you know, our kids coach that, uh, our varsity kids, so it's uh, it's fun. You know, we're, we're just enjoying the football and drawing things up in the sand and letting them play and have fun. Uh, JV's got a good win last night. Uh, they're they're going to be 4-2 now against Lons. Um So, yeah, we're just uh, we're, we're hopefully continuing to roll here. Paul Jacobson is the head football coach in Nagani, his team taking on Lance this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Jake. Best of luck. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Hunter. Let's take a timeout. More after this on ESPN-UP. 
Football season is an exciting time, and from first downs to touchdowns, it's all about teamwork. I'm E.J. Kostriva, Regional President of First Bank, and our teams in Marquette and Ishpeming are ready to assist you with your banking needs. From a commercial loan to a checking account to a mortgage product, we have a full lineup of products and services with all the conveniences to match. Yes, it's that time of the year. Football is in the air, and First Bank wants to be on your team. Stop in and let's chat. First Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. FirstHyphenBank.com. Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the Sideline Program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no, uh, we have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette Redman football with head coach Eric Mason. His team coming off a 19-14 loss at Petoskey on Friday. Coach, I tell you what, going back to last week, you guys were able to rally in the fourth quarter, just not enough time to complete the comeback. Do you feel like you carry a little momentum going into this week? Um, yeah, I mean, this is also our homecoming week, so the kids have been, you know, extra uh, I guess motivated, excited, uh, energetic, whatever you want to put it. But uh, it, it was still difficult. I mean, we did come back, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, you can't spot a team three quarters and uh, expect to win in the fourth. So, I think we we learned from it, and uh, we'll uh, we got better this week, and uh, we're looking forward to Friday. What adjustments did you make to get that fourth quarter comeback going? <laughs> Unfortunately, the adjustment was probably weather related. Um, you know, in the first half, it was basically sideways rain. And, you know, unfortunately with us, the, the biggest issue we've had, uh, you know, the first several weeks is, is establishing our ground game. And, uh, you know, we, we thought we had some things figured out, but, uh, on Friday night, we, we just came out and, you know, with the rain, it, it slowed down, you know, the, the passing game. And, uh, we just got to understand that we have to be a balanced, uh, in order to be successful. Well, Coach, how about practice this week? What have you guys been addressing, and how's everything been going? Um, it's been going well. Uh, just exactly what I, I just said is, you know, we just we still are working hard to get our you know our offensive line and things uh, established. I mean, we're you know it's a new system, so it's a different way zone blocking as opposed to you know basically drive man to man blocking. So you know the kids are still learning it. We're still, you know, getting some confusion with our responsibilities. And, you know, the kids have uh, a hard time picking up the fact that, you know, we're not in charge of a man per se. We're more in charge of an area. And, you know, we just keep working on it. And, you know, I think we're getting better. We're making strides in it. But we still have those uh, situations where we're missing assignments. And, you know, one missed assignment can ruin an entire play. So we just got to be better at that. With homecoming week, do you feel like the guys have balanced the distractions that come with it while getting ready for Alpena? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, it's always difficult. Let's face it. At the end of the day, we're dealing with fifteen to eighteen-year-old kids. So you know, they're they're uh, you know the homecoming week is fantastic, and you know, as in high school experience, you gotta you gotta allow the the players to experience it and to get you know the enjoyment out of that with their fellow students. So. And this group is is a pretty darn good group uh, as far as being able to, uh, you know, have some things going on, but yet be able to laser or get get focused in, I guess you'd say, for practice. And in the last two days have been exceptional. So I keep telling people, I said this is the worst practicing team. Well, I guess I said that at the beginning of the year, but over the last few weeks they proved me wrong, which I guess is a good thing. Coach, I tell you what, how about your offensive line? Do you feel like they're about where they need to be right now, or is there another step forward they can take as a unit? Again, as a unit, that, that's the biggest thing, is is just understanding and communicating with each other. I, I Obviously, you know, with the, the running game still kind of lagging back a little bit, they can take those steps forward. And right now we just keep stressing to them that, you know, you need to communicate with each other and understand who's got who. And, you know, sometimes when you're telling high school kids that and, you know, (laughs) 
they're afraid to let the guy across the ball know who they're blocking. And, you know, you try and explain to them it doesn't really matter. They still don't know where the play is going. But for some reason, you know, we just keep drilling that into them that go ahead, point them out uh, so that each of you understand who you got and what your responsibility is. Coach, on the offensive side of the ball, we just crossed a halfway point in the season. What do you like about your squad thus far? And, you know, where are some areas that you can improve on? Well, I, I like the, again, you know, I, I hate to keep dwelling on the run game, but I, I like the fact that we have improved on it over weeks. I mean, we did take a little bit of a dip last week, but, and, I, and you know, you don't want to make excuses or anything of that nature, but, uh, you know, weather really played an issue with us this last week. But I like the way the kids, and, and this is not just offensively, but overall as a team, is the fact that they continue to compete practice in our practice it's a unique situation that i haven't had very often where you know in practice we're competing our our scout defense is basically uh a mixture of our our starters on defense and we just have fantastic practices and it makes the offensive uh unit work hard uh you know, so that it makes them better and more polished for the game. So I guess if I were to say anything that I, I'm uh, I'm very happy with, it's their effort and their willingness to learn and their willingness to come out and, and get better each day. Coach, how about on the defensive side of the ball? Do you feel like your guys are about where they should be for the sixth week of the year, or do they have another step they can take? I think we're getting there. Uh, we, you know, this last week, I mean, we gave up 19 points. Unfortunately, one of those was a interception for a touchdown so but and then we gave you know Petoskey on the first drive a short field um but other than that our defense played strong um they've they've rallied and the biggest thing now is you know we're getting you know eight nine ten eleven hats to the ball and the kids are hustling they're understanding what we're asking of them and um, you know as far as i guess whether it be you know Back and forth, both units can take a step. I think as a coach, you always want that, and you always want to, you know, continue to get better. But I'm fairly happy with where they are right now. Well, Coach, let's talk about Alpina. What kind of scheme will they bring to the table offensively? Alpina is very similar to Petoskey, uh, very similar to a team we play next week in Menominee. And they just try to get offensively. They get more uh, more. Uh, blockers to the point of attack to try and outnumber you uh they want to run the ball first um they do have they are they do have the ability to throw the ball from what i see on film the two uh backs uh in the backfield are, are very talented very good athletes the quarterback seems like a, a good athlete um so you know again it's it's more of petoskey st francis uh menominee type stuff where they're just going to line up, and they want to run the ball at you and, and as much as possible, and they'll throw when they need to. Is there anything that jumps out to you from film, whether it be size, speed, anything like that? Um, the biggest, uh, the, the, there's a couple of the backs in the backfield that are good-sized kids, but nothing that really jumps out at you and you're like, okay, we need to do this. Um, overall, they seem like a very balanced team. Um, I don't see anything that... Um, you know, I you know where you're looking at maybe a receiver or a back and and say you know we need to shut this person down in you know first and foremost. Now, like I said, both backs are very very talented and they're good sized kids and they play hard. In Alpina, notoriously, you know we haven't played them in a long time, but you know I remember them from years back and they're just a strong you know tough hard nosed group of kids and you know we'll have to line up and match that intensity with them. How about on defense? What do they throw at you? The, um, the defense is going to be, you know, well, I, I shouldn't say going to be. We expect a, a four-man front, uh, more of a 44. A lot of, in, in games that they've played recently, it, it, it is that. Um, so we kind of similar to what we had uh, last Friday. So, you know, it's nice in the fact that it's, it's uh, similar, but again, you know, you look at them and you got a, a few uh, kids up front. There's a, a defensive end that they have that seems very athletic, very quick. Um, he's not the biggest kid, but, you know, he plays hard. Um, and then the rest, they rally to the football and, 
you know, they again, like us, they're just trying to get more tacklers to the ball. And when you have that kind of pursuit, you know, things go well for you. You might have touched on this a little bit, Coach, but what needs to go right for your team, or what do you need to do well to get a win against Alpina? Um, the thing I think we do need to do, again, is is be able to start fast and be able to establish the run or at least be able to, uh, you know, have the running game where it's, you know, they have to sit back and, and, and account for it. Um, you know, our our passing game, you know, in recent weeks, um, it, it is good. I mean, last week, as I said earlier, you know, the weather kind of played a role in it. But if we can establish the run game, I'm I'm very confident that uh, the rest will, you know, come into play and will be balanced. And it, the more balance we can get, the more successful we'll be. Coach, lastly, tell me about homecoming week at Marquette Senior High School. Some of the activities that your team's been involved in. Well, they have the the usual. I mean. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, you know, I'm amazed really at this group of kids. We have some of the most diverse, uh, unique group of kids that, uh, I mean, they have different themes for each day that, that, uh, Marquette has as far as, I think one was tacky tourist, uh, you know, Uper, and yesterday was, uh, uh, musicians from the past, I think, or some darn thing, and, some of the things these kids come dressed in, it, it, it's it's very awesome to see because they're not afraid to put themselves out there. And this group of kids just is, is able to laugh at themselves. They're able to have fun. Um, they're able to partake in this kind of stuff. And, you know, I mean, obviously we look at it and homecoming, you know, we as coaches, you know, you're looking at the football game. But, you know, homecoming for these these uh, players and these high school students, it's just part of the high school experience that you want them to take part in. You want them to go to the float building. You want them to be part of all that because, I mean, there's nothing more important than the high school and these life experiences that they're partaking in. So I don't begrudge them from doing that. I encourage them to go to the float building and whatnot and, and just keep reminding them that when it comes to 7 o'clock on Friday night, you know, we need to get back and, and get get our focus on the football game. Eric Mason is the head football coach at Marquette. His team taking on Alpena in Week 6. Appreciate the time as always, Eric. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Okay, I appreciate it, Tanner. Thank you. Let's take a time out. More after this on ESPN-UP. At Embers Credit Union, we believe in the UP, so we're helping everyone take their outdoor adventures to the next level. Now's the time to get a great loan rate on an ATV, side-by-side, snowmobile, or camper. Come talk with an Embers Credit Union loan officer in Marquette, Nagani, Munising, or Trinary. We're here to deliver solid financial advice. Check us out online at embers.org. Member NCUA and Equal Housing Lender. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine big boys' big goodness with big room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need, and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Ishpeming Hematite football with head coach George Nini. His team takes on Gwynn this evening. Coach, going back to last week, a tough one against Nagani. Give me your overall thoughts on that and what you took away from it. You know, again, you know, like you said, you know, a tough game, definitely a tough game. Um, you know, hats off to, hats off to Nagani, um, to, uh, you know, the, the Salmon and kid, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, Jason Waterman for, uh, you know, j- just having a one heck of a heck of, heck of a game, um, Nagani having a good game plan. You know, you know the one takeaway, you know, that w- again for us is that, y- you know, we gained close to 300 yards, uh, you know, on the ground. So we're still able to move the football. Um, you know, the teams are adapting their, uh, you know, their game plans to us. Um, you know, so the good thing is the line up front is still doing their job. We're running the foot, you know, we're running the football well. Um, you know, and again, you know, just cleaning up those mistakes, you know, the missed snaps, the fumbles. 
Oh, uh, Coach, it seemed like you guys would get within a score or two and then Nagani had an answer. Was it the big play or was Nagani putting together some good drives? Um, you know, if, if, you, if you go back and take a look at the film, you look at the game, there's a bunch of big plays. Um, you know, and we didn't help ourselves either. Um, you know, penalty here, penalty there, um, a fumble, you know, a, a split snap when we're, you know, on the four-yard line, uh, you know, a fumble, you know, when we're inside the red zone. You know, we, we definitely didn't help ourselves out. Um, you know, but if you, if you go back and take a look, it was big plays. It was long passes. It was, uh, you know, long uh, quarterback trap runs. You know, so, um, yeah, so it, it was big plays. Well, Coach, let's talk about week six. Let's turn our attention to this week of practice. How's everything been going, and what have you guys been working on? You know, it's been a good week of practice. You know, of course, you know, we took a look at the game film, you know, where we could shore things up, and, uh, you know, we, we made a few adjustments in our secondary coverage, and, uh, you know, we're going to see how that works out. You know, of course, you know, the goal this week is to get back in that win column. Um, you know, we got a good, 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 good Gwyn team coming in with a, with a really solid quarterback who can throw the football. Um, some really young athletes, so uh, you know it, it's been a good week of practice. But we're just trying to shore up, uh, you know, some of them spots that we need to fix. Yeah, coach, tell me about this rivalry with Gwyn. Tell me about what it's like to be a part of the Gwyn Ishpeming rivalry. Well, of course, you know the rivalry comes from you know Coach Brown being on our staff, uh, you know, a few years back and taking over his program and being successful there. Um, you know, and uh, you know we've got the rivalry on the football field. We've got the rivalry on the basketball floor. They're always good games. They're always competitive. Um, you know, this one's a little special again because, you know, Coach Brown being being in our system and, and going on and being successful. Um, you know, Gwynn, you know, they like I said, they've got a great, great quarterback. Um, they're young. You know, they've got some very athletic uh, sophomores and, and juniors that they uh, that get lots of reps. Um, you know, their quarterback being a senior, Caleb Anderson, um, you know, can throw the football, can run the football. So, you know, again, you know, top to bottom, the Westpac Conference is, is solid. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, we're expecting a good football game tonight. Well, Coach, looking at Gwynn, they're 0-5, but you can make the argument they've been in every game until the last five minutes or so. Are they a team that forces you to stay disciplined, keeping that in the back of your mind as you prep for them this week? Absolutely. You know, they, they keep coming at you. You know, we had the opportunity to scrimmage them. Um, you know, uh, preseason scrimmage. And, uh, you know, again, you know, their, their defensive line is big. Um, you know, their offensive line is big. Their linebackers are good. They have some good skill players. So, so again, you know, we have to stay focused, you know, uh, you know, top to bottom, the Westpac is a, it's a solid conference. There's a, there's, it's a great game every, uh, every Friday night. Well, you mentioned their quarterback, Caleb Anderson and how dynamic he is. What makes him such a threat as a quarterback? Well, number one, I think this is his fourth year. Um, you know, the, the experience level, four years at the varsity level, that automatically, you know, well, not automatically, but, uh, you know, he puts the work in, he puts the effort in, and, and you know, um, he can throw the ball well. He's a big kid. Um, he can move well for his size, um, you know, so he's, he's kind of that dual threat kind of guy. So, um, he, you know, so that, that's what he brings to the table. Offensively, what kind of scheme will they throw at you? You know, it's, it's hard to say, you know, um, you know, looking at their film, it looks like they like to spread things out a little bit, put a couple of, you know, a two by two formation, put a couple of receivers on each side. Um, they, they run a little bit of, uh, um, read, uh, read type option out of it where, you know, the quarterback, you know, they got their one back in the backfield, the quarterback's going to keep it or uh, hand that ball off. Um, you know, so that's what we've seen over the last few weeks. How about defensively? What do they look like? Defensively, they like to play a five-man front. Um, like I said, their line is big up front. Their defensive backs are, are young, but they're skilled. Um, their linebackers, you know, they, they, they come hard, and, uh, you know, they, they bring it at you every play. What does a game like this come down to, Coach? What are some keys for you and your guys to taking care of business on your side? You know, again, we have to be physical. We have to control that line of scrimmage on both the offensive and, and, and defensive side of the football. And, you know, I guess first and foremost, for our, for our concern, we have to eliminate the mistakes. A couple losses after a 3-2 and two start. Where's the locker room as far as a mindset right now? Mindset's good. Um, you know, we, 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 lost two good, we lost two football games against two really good football teams. Um, you know, of course, our goal right now is to get back into that win column. But, you know, spirits are still up. We're still practicing good. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're back to that mentality of win one game at a time, get to the playoffs. Coach, lastly, give me an update on your JVs, the lower levels of your program, as they really start to get the ball rolling. 
Well, I guess this week, you know, our, our JVs don't have a game. You know, Gwyn wasn't able to put together a, a, a JV team um, due to low numbers, um, so we've got an off week. Um, you know, but uh, our, our JV numbers have increased. We've actually picked up a few kids as the season went along, and uh, um, they, they're getting better. And, uh, you know, it, it's nice to have those kids in the program and, uh, you know, so that we can grow the program and be successful in, in the future. George Nemi is the head football coach at Ishpeming. His team taking on Gwynn this evening. Appreciate the time as always, George. Best of luck. We'll talk soon. Thanks. Appreciate it, Hunter. That is it for us in the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. I appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Have a great night at your game tonight. Travel safe, cheer loud, and we'll talk at you tomorrow for the Saturday Morning Coaches Show right here on ESPN-UP.